This is episode 15 of season 3 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we'll be talking about running streaks. Our scavenger hunt list for this week is a trick-or-treater, a race bib, a bumper sticker, a jack-o'-lantern, and a rake. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Sue. And I'm Katie. And this is Season 3 of Runner Girls. Three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Yes, and it's that time of year where it's starting to get colder here and getting really close to Halloween. <laughs> do you girls do anything for Halloween? Any parties or anything? Mm, I usually try to turn off the lights and go to sleep early. <laughs> you don't even hand out candy? <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> All right. And what about you, Megan? Um, not a lot. We typically don't have a lot of trick-or-treaters being in an apartment complex. And um, my students kept asking me what I was going to be for Halloween. And I told them I was going to be a tired teacher. <laughs> And they didn't think that was very funny, but I did, so. <laughs> it's one of those lame teacher jokes. <laughs> yeah, and they just looked at me like, really? Yeah, um, I, I usually dress up when I take the kids out trick-or-treating, just for fun. But this year, I was just like, no. I had a great idea for a Halloween costume that would have been perfect, which would have been a cupcake, because I like baking, and it would, you know, cover the belly. <laughs> But um, but I, we're actually not even going to go trick-or-treating this year because the kids are each going with their friends. So Jeff and I are like, all right, we'll stay home and hand out candy. So Jeff comes home with this giant bag of candy. And I'm like, you know we're not going to get very many trick-or-treaters. He's like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm opening it now. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even think that bag's going to make it <laughs> to Halloween. So yeah, we have a big bag of candy and I can't eat too much of it because my... Apparently, my sugar has been high, according to my doctor, so I've got to watch that. But, uh, yeah, how, how are things been going for you girls, other than uh, not doing anything for Halloween? <laughs> Katie, you were a little stressed out last week with some technical difficulties. Has that been resolved? Um, well, not really. Today uh, was the day that we had to have the printout of our grades and get to the data quality clerk at school and of course my grade book still was not working um and after having come back from a long weekend i had to take thursday and friday off of work to go upstate to greenville for the bachelorette party rehearsal and wedding this weekend mm -hmm. um the grade book issues on top of walking into my classroom looking like a disaster area <laughs> was not the way i wanted to start my monday morning but I'm dealing. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> well, how was the weekend? It was a lot of fun. Um, we we actually were going to leave Wednesday evening after I got off work, but I was at work till about 6.30 getting everything ready and copied and set up for the sub. And then the other girl that was riding up there with me, she didn't get off work until after 5 as well. And then we still had to pack and get everything lined up and her husband and her little boy were coming up the next day so she had to pack for both of them um because in her words she did not trust them to pack oh. <laughs> yeah and so we ended up leaving actually thursday at three thirty in the morning wow yeah to get to greenville it's about a three and a half hour drive and then we got on a bus and went to charlotte and the bachelorette stuff um getting back really late thursday night Friday, of course, was a rehearsal day, and, and Saturday was wedding day, so it's been nonstop for me all weekend. Love getting to catch up with some old friends that I had, hadn't seen in a very long time, but um, I'm looking really forward to this weekend when I'm going to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, that sounds nice. Um, yes. Were you, were you a member of the wedding party? Yes. Oh, how'd that go? Um... I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful? Yeah, I'm always really excited when people get married because, yeah, it's an exciting and fun time, but there's just so much crap that goes into weddings, and I'm like, hmm, you know, it's not my wedding. I, I'm, I go where I'm told. I'm there <laughs> when I'm told to be there, so I don't make anybody mad, but it's just always very stressful to me, and uh, 
kind of takes away from the whole point. But she enjoyed it. The bride enjoyed it. It was, like I said, good to see a lot of old friends that I hadn't seen in a very long time. So I'm staying positive mm-hmm. and saying I'm glad that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. And, yeah. Uh, well, Megan was able to avoid all that by just eloping. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. that's why I did it. <laughs> so how have things been going with you this week, Megan? Um, good. I spent three nights last week watching my middle school boys play basketball. And Tuesday was our pink out game for breast cancer awareness. And so all day Tuesday, I wore, I think, five or six different shades of pink. <laughs> and the kids thought it was really funny. They kept asking me, your husband let you leave the house like that? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I left the house, and that's how that worked. They were very surprised. And then they saw him at the game that night, and they're like, asked Brad, you let her leave like that? And it was just middle schoolers not understanding how life works sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my boys lost in the championship game, Oh. and they were for the county and our huge county, and they fried and I felt very bad for them Aww. and there were pains in the next on Friday the next day at school but they played very well and I was really proud of them well that's nice and they made it to the championships that's something yeah and we I we have 40 something middle schools plus at least in our district mm-hmm. so they made it to the top two out wow. of 40 wow so that's like the Super Bowl it's better than the Super Bowl yeah I mean, so, so, I was just going to say something, and I'm like, that just, that just sounds bad. Someone's got to lose. Um, no, no, no they, <laughs> I understand, and I think it's good. My boys needed to realize our area, we like our regional area, yeah. is like this mid-central or north-central something of the county, and it's really easy, the basketball teams. Mm-hmm. So when they got past their regular stuff to the tournament style and realized how good the other teams were, Compared to what they'd been playing, they kind of floundered a little bit. Oh. And um, in addition to that, you had your track pack practice this week, right? Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. want to talk about that now or when we talk about our running? Both. Or we'll just talk about it later with running. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of sports, I'm very happy that my uh, Boston Red Sox are in the World Series. <laughs> no, I haven't exactly <laughs> been... Right following them all season but I've been happy to watch the championship games and whatnot um it's funny because Jeff was really excited about it and he's been falling asleep in like the second and third inning and I've been staying up to watch the games but it's been exciting and um one of the reasons I bring it up is because I saw a news story that um Nike is going to donate a thousand dollars for every run that's scored in the World Series I guess through the Nike Plus app, if you run using Nike Plus and you tag your run with hashtag be strong, they will donate um, $10 for each mile run um, up to an overall donation of $100,000 and donating $1,000 for every run scored in the World Series all to benefit the One Fun Boston for the victims of the Boston bombing. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I just thought that's really cool because it gives runners a way to help out. And it's also like, hey, in support of the World Series. (laughs) So so I thought that was really cool and I wanted to share that. Um, But other than that, you know, it's been World Series and working and trying to take it easy for the most part. I met the baby's parents this weekend, which was really cool. They're very sweet. And um, we... Uh, brought over all the baby stuff they've they've been ordering stuff for the baby and having it shipped to my house so that it's here waiting for them when they got here so we brought over all their baby stuff and then um, we gave them a tour of the hospital and then we all went out for lunch on the beach in York York is the um, city where I will be giving birth and where they're staying so um, had a really nice lovely lunch on the beach and chatted with them for a bit and it was it was great and so now like we're all just waiting you know, waiting for baby to make his debut, <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a nice weekend, and back to work today. But um, trying to take it easy, not working too hard, which is good. 
And yeah, that's it. I guess we can talk about running. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about my running because I haven't been. I'm looking forward to the day when I will be able to. But Megan, you said that you had track practice last week. So how did that go? Pretty good. Um, I think I mentioned that some of my girls were not very enthusiastic about running. Mm -hmm. Well, I made them run and I didn't really care. And um, I have to get some of them. They're really out of shape. So I gave them homework on Thursday to run every day until I saw them again on Tuesday. Wow. I didn't, I didn't give them a distance. I just wanted them to be running. <laughs> right. You have to run. You can't run three days a week and expect to get faster. Mm -hmm. And we did a kind of speed work on our small track where we ran the curves and walked the straights. Mm -hmm. Or we sprinted the curve of the track and walked the straights. And I did it with my girls, so that was kind of my speed work for the week. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have a girl who runs outside of school. It's called AAU. I don't know what that means. But it's like real coaching. She really runs. Mm -hmm. And she's really fast and really good. And I'm excited. I guess she's fastest girl in the county. Wow. And our county has like 200,000 students. So she's really fast. <laughs> I don't know. So no pressure on being her coach, right? <laughs> yeah. She, she has an outside... I don't think I'm really going to be coaching her. She has an outside schedule. She already runs and everything. So mm -hmm. I just bring it to me so I can keep her up with it. That's cool that even though, like, she doesn't really need the help, like, she'll still, like, want to come to track practice and stuff. Yeah, she's not like I'm too good for that. So. Yeah. That, she just likes running. That's cool. Yeah, she's fun. So do you find it... I don't know. I guess I was just surprised that you gave some of your girls homework to run every day. I'm like... Do you find it a little bit of a conflict that you're telling them to do something that you don't do? Yes and no, a little bit. But at the same time, I'm not trying to race yeah. and compete right. in track. And I didn't say they had to run very far. It's not like I said, go run a mile. Mm -hmm. I just wanted them in the habit of running because some of the girls come to practice and don't want to run. Like our track is a sixth of a mile, I think. Yeah. And I had them run a warm-up lap, and then we stretched and did jumping jobs, and then I had them run another lap, and they were complaining about it. So why, so why do they join track if they don't want to run? Because they want to run the 100 meters. Uh, they just, they just want to sprint. Yeah, they want to sprint, and that's it. Okay. I guess they think it's cool. I don't know. It's I'm finding a lot with the middle school and the culture here is that sports is what you do. A lot of the girls just think you participate in sports. And so they couldn't play basketball or didn't know how. And they think they're fast. So they're like, I know, I'll run. Track is easy. Or I need a sport to do and I think I can do track, so I'm going to go do track. So it's just like the, like the least thing that they could do, basically. Yeah, it's a thing to do, not necessarily a... I'm really interested in competitively running. Right. And when I say I run 13 miles, they're like, oh, well, you're slow. That doesn't matter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm like, you, I want to see you go run 13 miles at a time or <laughs> go run the seven miles I did yesterday. And they just blow it off like seven miles is nothing. And when I add it up for them, I'm like, that's really kind of like you doing it 52 times around the track or whatever. That's 13 miles. That's like you running 52 miles around the track, and then it just becomes too big of numbers for them to compute, and they don't get it. Right. They just look. So it's one of those things where I don't think they fully comprehend, and I don't know how many of my kids will go on to run in high school, how many of them are interested in cross-country or track at a higher level. Well, maybe after taking track with you and, you know, getting used to running you know, slowly and, and doing longer distances, maybe they'll have a greater appreciation for it. That's what I hope, or I hope they just realize, like, they have to run, because I was telling Brad, like, I'll start a slower, like, I'm not that big about winning, because it's middle school, so in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter the winning doesn't, mm -hmm. but it's the 
sportsmanship and I told Brad I'll start a slower girl over one who's lazy so if a girl works hard but she's slower and I have a faster girl who doesn't work in practice I'm going to start the girl who's slower because she's putting the effort in and showing me it matters versus the girl who comes to track practice and sits down for the whole hour and a half right well I think that's fair I hope they think it's fair too as I said before, I want to come run on your team. <laughs> I just want, I want to be a part of a team. I can't run right now anyway. Um, all right. And did you get any other runs in this week? I did. I ran seven miles yesterday. Awesome. It was, I chose a wrong time to go. I thought because it was cooler, going in the afternoon would work. But um, two o'clock in Florida, whether it's fall or summer, is still kind of warm. Mm-hmm. And it was sunny. The sun was hitting just at the right angle to be shining on me the whole way. But I found a local park, and Brad took Luna to the dog park, and I ran, and that was fun. Oh, good. There were a lot of parties. It was like a local park with a bunch of shelters and stuff, so I kept running by shelters. And there were these big family reunion-type gatherings with music and 30, 40 people. (laughs) So I was, I kept running by and I felt kind of weird barging in on these parties, but I wasn't because it was a trail. It was just felt like that because they're having all this fun and grilling and music and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was running. How did you feel like endurance wise, stamina wise? I walked a little bit, but I thought that was partially because of the heat and I'm not that sore today. I can't really tell I ran seven miles yesterday, today. Right. So that's better for me. My left knee is still giving me a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to look into KT taping it before I go, before my half, just because it's just for the support on my knee mm-hmm. and trying to see if somebody will do it for me maybe before I run and I can try it out. Have you rolled out doing the strength training that you were originally planning on doing? for the time being and only because of time Mm -hmm. not because of it wouldn't benefit but I'm having enough struggle fitting in running right now with teaching and life and all those other lovely things right like sleep (laughs) (laughs) so maybe winter I'll work on it again Mm -hmm. because I did feel better over summer when I was doing insanity And if I could get to a gym and do Insanity or a lift again, that'd be nice. But even the lifting was too hard on the legs with the running. Yeah. But I'm not running. I don't know. I'm going to have to figure something out because this no strength training and only running is killing my knee again. Right. Well, that's great that you got your um, long run in and you're, you know, working on building up your distance and hopefully your knee cooperates with you as you get into higher mileage um what is your what is your plan for this week track practice and then eight miles this week and I have two 5ks though so what I'm thinking is I'll run my 5k Sunday Mm -hmm. and then try to do a double and later on in the day get five miles in so I'll still run eight miles over the day yeah but maybe not all together right that's that sounds good and I can't wait to hear about those um race reports too from your 5k's so very cool Katie how about you were you able to do more than me um I was not no we were in the same boat this week (laughs) okay (laughs) just between Monday of course um was a long day with the parent teacher conferences and then Tuesday was mock trial and getting things ready to probably leave on Wednesday which turned into an even longer day and traveling all weekend and trying to keep the bride happy (laughs) 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 there just uh there there wasn't much time for running so unfortunately I did not get any miles in I got that lovely report that we all love from Daily Mile that says weekly training log zero miles (laughs) I turned that off a long time ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that hurt me a little bit to open it this week. Can I just say that I think this is a first in Runner Girls history, maybe, that 
I'm the only one in a week who ran. <laughs> Me, of all people. <laughs> well, congratulations, congratulations. Megan. <laughs> I'm just in shock over here. Yeah, you ought to get yeah, some kind of award for that. <laughs> Who knows if it'll ever happen again? <laughs> Probably won't. If I if I manage to start a running streak and keep it going, then nope, no chance. <laughs> um, so, do you have any plans for next week, Katie? Um. I definitely want to run. I don't have any races or anything coming up this week. The next races that I have are in November, one of which is the Run for Hearts 5K that I did last year. So I'll be excited to compare my time this year to last year. And then also, of course, the annual Turkey Trot that I always do back home, which is a fundraiser for um, one of the local animal shelters back home. And I get to run it with the dogs. So that's always fun. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like fun. I know. I'm super excited. But this week it'll just be squeezing in some miles where I can. Um, other than mock trial happening tomorrow, I don't have a whole lot on my calendar for this week besides just working. So I am excited <laughs> to have a little more time and flexibility in my schedule. Well, that's great. You should go yeah. uh, run for Megan's team and then she'll give you the homework of running every day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's definitely a theme tonight, isn't there? (laughs) Well, my girls were all like, I can't run. I'm like, you have P.E. Run in P.E. That counts. And they all looked at me like, you mean I can run then? I was like... (laughs) (gasps) I can run during gym class? Really? (laughs) Yeah. They were were all amazed that I had brought up the um, running during gym. But whatever. Yeah, if you don't have any time outside of school, then that's perfect. At least you're getting exercise then. I I was so um, inactive in high school. I mean, I was not interested in sports at all, running or otherwise. And d- during gym class, me and my friends would just sit on the stage. We had a, like, our gym was attached to our stage for, like, theater and stuff. Um, so we would just sit on the stage and watch everybody else play. Like, you know, mm-hmm. tell the gym teacher we had our period or something <laughs> it's awful and looking back I'm like oh I wish I'd been more interested in sports you know because then I'd be better now wouldn't I I think I would be <laughs> <laughs> all right well getting off topic again I think that's it for running up next we have our weekly topic which is running streaks <laughs> So tonight we are talking about running streaks and according to the United States Running Streak Association, the official definition of a running streak is to run at least one continuous mile within each calendar day under one's own body power and that's without the utilization of any type of health or mechanical aid other than prosthetic devices. So on the show tonight we have a special guest and her name is Lauren Estelo. She is a member of the United States Running Streak Association. She has maintained a daily running streak for 14 years, is currently the number three female runner in the USA for lifetime miles with over 87,000 miles, and right now is training to run the Philadelphia Marathon on November 17th in support of the Organization for Autism Research. So Lauren, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. We have a number of questions for you, but I'm just, I, I just had to say that I noticed in your uh, Facebook feed this week that you just ran your 22 miler for your upcoming Philadelphia Marathon. Yeah, so that was my, um, that was my last long run, and now I start my taper. So it was, it was nice to celebrate, you know, being done with 22 milers for for a little bit till the next marathon. So. Uh, you know, still be still be running, still be training hard, but no more 22s for a little while. Yeah, I was surprised to see that because I know a lot of marathon training plans that I've seen only recommend going up to like 18 or 20 miles. And uh, so, so some people go over the 20, but some people don't. So what do you choose to do that distance? For me, it's more of a mental thing um, than anything else. I know some plans, there's plans like Jensen plans, only have you go up to 16 miles. Um, you know, 
I've been running marathons for, for a long time, and for me, it's it's more of a mental thing. Mile 20, anybody that the trains make it to mile 20. But after mile 20, things start to happen to your body. Um, you never know, and, and I think it just me be prepared to do a few over 20. Um, I did seven long runs training for Philly um, this season. Uh, I did a couple 18s, um, two, three 18s, 20s, and 222s, which is probably more than I need, but um, I have a lot of people that I run with, and people want to company, so I'd be, okay, hey, I'll, I'll run another 22 with you. <laughs> Yeah, just throw another 22 in there. Yeah. So for me, um, especially the last few years, I've really met so many people, so many runners, and, you know, I'm a member of a few running groups, and I've made a lot of friends this way, and being older than a lot of them, I think, you know, they look to me for kind of guidance and mentor them, and I really enjoy that. So, sure, why not? It's fun. (laughs) We make it fun. If you can have fun running 22 miles... We do. <laughs> That's great. All right, so we'd like to ask you a few questions going back to how you started out running. I think Megan has a few questions for you. Sure. Yeah, so when and how did you first get into running? I started running in 1975. I had been a very serious ballet student at Pennsylvania Ballet, and that was going to be my career. I got hurt, actually um, had knee surgery, I was so used to having, you know, when you, when you ballet at that level, it's very intense. It's like running miles every class. It's very strenuous, and I was used to that six days a week. And since my knees, you know, allowed me to, I had a rambunctious dog at the time, and my mom said, you know, take the dog, go run in the park or do something. And, and that's how I started, really, you know, running and I think we were running five days a week. I did five miles with my dog, and believe it or not, I had no more knee problems once I started to run. <laughs> so that's pretty much how I started. And I consistently, back in those years, ran five miles a day. And then once I was in my early 20s, I had I married young. I had my daughter at 22, and then I started. I started racing, I guess, when I was 18, and then I did my first marathon at 22. Wow. 38 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've been running, you just said, 38 years. How long after you began running did you first decide to start a daily running streak, and then why? I ran for 24 years, pretty much six days a week, until I started my streak in 1999, in October. I, I didn't really plan my running streak. Um, I My third daughter has special needs. She has autism, developmental delays, and anxiety disorder. And at that point, she was five years old, and she was very difficult. You know, getting through the day was a struggle. Um, getting my run into the struggle, I would make sure to get up very early before she was awake, and I would be get my run in, get home, showered, and be ready for her, you know, to prepare for the day with her. And then when she started school, full day, I just added the seventh day because I felt like I was losing my mind. And then before I knew it, three years had gone by and I realized I hadn't missed a day. I mean, that's how crazy my life was. I didn't realize that I hadn't missed a day. And I kind of knew about when I started, so... That's how the streak started, and it just, just kept on. It, you know, especially us as women, you know, we're moms, we have careers, we have homes, families. We don't get the opportunities to do something for ourselves every day. And this is something that I could do for myself every day. Yes, I might have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do it, but it was done, it was my time, and nobody could take that away from me. You know, that's... I, I still feel that way. My life isn't quite the way it was back in those days, but now it just it sets the mood for the day. It, it sometimes it's the best time of my day. You're running 
sets your mood for your day. We, a lot of runners I know understand that. Has your running streak affected your life in other ways? Um, I don't, I don't get a lot of support at home for it. Um, I have certain people in my family who think it's extreme and it's ridiculous, but I just have to manage it. Don't get, I don't get seriously injured. I take care of myself. I do body work. I use the foam roller. I use the stick. I do a lot of things to keep my body healthy. But, you know, for me, it's all positive. You know, uh, sometimes you know, my daughter still lives at home, and it, it is not easy all the time. And, you know, I, I could, like my friend says to me, you should be on massive antidepressants. And I said, well, I run instead. So <laughs> that's what I do. I can't drink, so I run. <laughs> So you talked about some of the struggles you have with your with your family and with maintaining your streak. Do you have any other challenges to keeping up running on a daily basis? Well, I think with all runners, um, you know, challenges, everybody gets hurt at some point. Hopefully it's minor, but every runner, I'm sure that you know, and, and you ladies, you know, everybody gets something going on. Like my hamstring's tight or, or this, you know, and... And hopefully you just work through it. So that's a challenge. Um, as maintaining the streak, getting sick, that can be a challenge. Luckily, uh, most runners are fairly healthy. I think running uh, raises, it's my theory that running raises body temperature and it fills off a lot of things. It gets sick a lot. Um, my biggest challenge would be, like, if I got the flu, that would be rough. This year, in February, I was running the Central Park Marathon, and I got the norovirus as soon as it started, and at mile 15, I had to drop out, and I was pretty much in bed for three days, but I crawled out of bed, got my mile in, crawled back into bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was going to feel awful whether I ran or not, so, I mean, it was slow, it was ugly, but I got it done, and that was, that was a one. That was probably my biggest challenge in 14 years, was having the norovirus, <laughs> trying to get a mile done. Oh my goodness, I can't imagine I that. It. Well, other than being sick and having a few little niggles here and there, have you had to deal with any major injuries, any um, stress fractures, or anything like that? Luckily, no. I have not. You know, and streakers always say, someday your streak's going to end. You're either going to have a major injury, um, you're going to be too sick to do it, or you're going to die. You know, <laughs> someday it, it ends, and, and hopefully, you know, it ends on, on your terms, and you're not forced to end it. But I have not had a major injury. Um, I have had, you know, some fairly significant injuries, but things that I could run through, that I, I managed to run through. I had a, a really bad hamstring injury. I've had plantar fasciitis. I had an IP band. Um, and now I'm dealing a little bit with some Achilles tendonitis. So what do you do to manage your injuries if you're, if you're still continuing to run? I have um, a chiropractor who from Boston all fired himself, and a full Ironman and triathlon finisher. He's very sympathetic. I use him to work on things. I have another guy um, who is a sports medicine um, expert. He works at the training center at times. He also does acupuncture. So I have a couple, you know, people that I have to work on me if I do get injured. Like I said, I also work a lot on, on myself. I stretch. I use the roller and the stick every night and I think that really helps um, you know, keep your muscles loose and you don't get injured as much absolutely and mm. the other thing I want, I did want to mention about the running streak if you start one you have to take one to two days like we call them our, our days off but it might be you know for me it's an easy four miles that's my, my day off you know, for some people it might be a mile. Everybody's different. But you really need to build in a day or two days like that, which is, you know, very easy. So four miles is your easy day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've run, I've 
I run 60 miles a week. Right. That was my next question, like what kind of mileage. Right now you're training for a marathon, so your mileage, I would assume, is higher than it would normally be, or are you always training for a big race? I'm pretty much always training for a big race. So if it's not a marathon, it's a half. Um, Actually, halves are my favorite. I still walk 60 miles a week. Pretty so I might do a 22-mile run, but I'll do a 15, 16-mile run. But, but that's me. Everybody's different, you know. Some sure. people can, some people run 10 miles a week, and that's great. You know, whatever you do is is great that you're out there, and you're off the couch and you're doing something for yourself. That's what counts. Absolutely. So with running every day for 14 years, and you know, getting through each of these injuries and sicknesses and just the challenges that pop up along the way. Uh, have you ever had a doctor tell you to stop running? No, no, I haven't. Um, a couple years ago, we were on vacation and I had bronchitis. And I couldn't stop coughing. and I, We were at, at a beach and I, I finally got a recommendation of a doctor and my husband was saying, you know, you gotta stop running, you gotta stop running. And the doctor, luckily, was a competitive swimmer himself. <laughs> Wow. He said, actually, running is the best thing for you is to clear everything out. So, who's <laughs> a good doctor to find? No, I haven't. I haven't had a doctor say to stop running. But I also haven't had anything that serious that, that maybe I should. And, you know, if it happens, it happens. Sure. You know, something comes up and I have to stop or, you know, I'm sick or severely injured. Well, yes, I'm not going to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a healthy attitude. Yes. And I think Katie has a few more questions for you. Yeah, just a few more here. I know that um, you mentioned that your average weekly mileage was around 60 miles. And that's going to be different for everybody. But do you recommend a certain base that you think uh, is required before beginning a running streak? I don't think so. Um, you know, if you're all, if you're running a few miles here or there, you can add in on your off days a mile, a mile and a half, whatever you want to do, and build from there. Or not build from there. Some people keep their streak at a mile a day, and that's what they're happy at, and that's what they do. You know, it's up to the individual. I, I don't think I don't think you can go from nothing and then run every day. No. I think you probably have to be able to, you know, you're running four days a week, at least two miles at a time before you, you know, you add in the other days. Right. So this would be something that even a novice runner could do, really, as long as they did it at their own pace? Yes. Yes, I believe so. And... We have at United States Running Street Association um, a lot of people. There's also a Facebook group called Street Running, which is an informal group. But there's a lot of people that are starting running streets. A lot of them are in their first year, their first week, and you know they post every day. It's you know day 50 or, or whatever, and you know it's, it's something. It, having a running streak actually makes it easier to run. If you don't have to think every day, gee, am I going to run today? <laughs> right. Should I run this week? The decision is made for you. You're running every day. You don't even think about it. You know, the only decision is where you're going and how far you're doing that day. That's true. A little extra bit of motivation never help, never hurt. <laughs> right. Right. So that really was the perfect segue to my next question because I was going to ask a little bit more about the U.S. Running Streak Association. What exactly is the purpose of the group and and what brought you to join? Well, the purpose in the beginning was for people to log their, their streak. Once you have a streak of a year, you can apply for membership qualify to be listed on the street. You can join as a, as a member at any time, and I think it's $15 for, uh, I think it's the first year. And then once you fulfill your year, then you submit um, your application and, and you join. And the purpose is, is just 
really people compiling statistics. Um, the man, Mark Covert, with the longest streak, 45 years, just ended his about a month ago. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes, and now there's somebody right behind him. I think he's at almost, I think he's 54 plus. So there's a lot of people, when you read how long people have run every day, it's amazing. And, you know, people run the, the day of surgery and the day after surgery. And, you know, and my daughter got married last year. I, I didn't miss that day. So, you know, you find ways to get around it, but it, it's really mind-boggling when you look at the list of of people and, and how long they've run and some of the mileage people um, that have run a couple hundred thousand miles in their life is incredible. And it sounds like a great way then to reach out and and share your experience with those people too. Absolutely. And they have a Facebook page and um, I find well, runners in general are very supportive and um, streakers are extremely supportive. Whether your streak is two days or 20 years, everybody's you know, way to go and you know, we're so proud of you. And, and it really helps if you're interested, if any of the listeners are interested in starting a streak, you go onto the page and just say, hey, you get somebody today, say, hey, I'm at day one. And, you know, um, logging on to this page because I want to be accountable. I want you guys, you know, to know I'm out here and and to help me if I have questions and, you know, 15 people chimed in <laughs> and gave her advice. So it, it's a friendly group and you only have to do a mile. That's it. And it can be on a treadmill. It doesn't have to be outdoors. So it, it's just, you know, it's, it's fun. I like to have fun. <laughs> yes, yes, I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. And as Sue mentioned earlier, you're currently training to run the Philadelphia Marathon on November 17th in support of autism research. Um, and I know that you mentioned your daughter. Is that why you chose to support OAR? And how can people help you support your cause? Yes, I, I joined OAR, the Run for Autism team, um, mainly, you know, to support uh, families like mine that have a child with autism. OAR is a really fantastic nonprofit group out of Virginia. They're one of the top-rated nonprofits um, in the country. They provide a lot of uh, help to families like mine, you know, with a child with autism through publications, and they provide a lot of research grants to scientists studying autism and doctors, you know, helping uh, with new medications, new therapies, looking at chromosomal studies, things like that. And that's why I got involved. Um, you can support Run for Autism through either my Facebook page or through firstgiving.com slash fundraiser, slash Lauren Estelow, slash Philadelphia Marathon and Half Marathon. And any amount is appreciated. Every dollar helps. <laughs> we appreciate every donation. And I'm and it, currently running with a group of friends of mine. With a friend of mine, um, her group is called Riley's Regiment. And Linda Riley is married to Shane Riley, and he serves a few tours in Afghanistan. He's currently uh, still active in the Army. Her son, Alexander, is five, and he has autism. She formed the team, so I uh, jumped onto her team, and we fundraised together. You know, since my daughter's 19 and her son's five, I, you know, I can kind of mentor her and give her a lot of advice. Right. Um, you know, about raising a child with autism. Because when my daughter was diagnosed, it was really just... You're just starting to hear about it, um, and there was not a lot of information, and there were not a lot of other parents. So it wasn't like it is today, and that was, you know, 17, 16 years ago. It really isn't a long time, but it is a long time with with autism and all that's come out about it, and how more aware people are today. So that's 
that's great. And OER is an instrumental in helping a lot of parents because when you get that diagnosis, it's like a bomb went off in your house and you don't know which direction to go into. Mm. So they help. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they do a lot of really good work in the research field for autism. So we'll be sure to put those links up on our page. And uh, like you said, any any little bit helps. I'm sure it all makes a difference. Yes. All right. I think that does it for our questions. Ladies, did you all have anything else? So uh, you've certainly given me a lot to think about as far as a running street goes and how I could go about it safely. It's something that I've been interested in and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it. But thank you very much for your time this evening and, and giving us some insight into how you can go about maintaining a running streak safely. Well, you know, thank you for having me. And if you want to put um, my Facebook um, link up there on your page and if anybody has any questions, they can always contact me. It's under Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L, Estilo, E-S-E-I-L-O-W. I'd always be happy, you know, to answer any questions or I enjoy Hearing from other runners, I've been doing it a long time, so I'm like the old lady of the sport. <laughs> so, whatever, you know, anybody has, I'll try to help. Great, we appreciate that. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Good luck, too. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great night. All right, so Runner Girl recommends. My recommend for this week is kindrunner.com. Uh, anybody who has listened to the show for a period of time knows how much I love uh, shopping for new running shoes. Uh, well, this is a great website to buy your running shoes from because when you purchase shoes through Kind Runner, they will send you a return shipping label to donate a used pair of your shoes. And when you send in your used pair, those shoes are then donated to someone less fortunate who needs shoes. And then you're given a credit of $10, which you can use towards your next purchase of running shoes through Kind Runner, or you can let those accumulate in your account with additional donations and, you know, essentially through multiple purchases, get a pair of running shoes for free, which is really cool. Um, so it's a, it's a great website because everybody wins. Somebody gets to use shoes that you know, can't afford to go out and buy a new pair, and then you get to save money on future pairs of shoes. Just, I just think it's a great website, so I just wanted to share that. Kindrunner.com. Katie, what is your recommend? My recommend this evening is a website. It's actually the website for the Roadrunners Club of America, and where I was traveling this weekend and have been for what it feels like eternity, <laughs> but really just kind of the past month. Um, it's a great place to look up a lot of resources for different running clubs, different running routes. You can even look up things like events in certain areas. So it's an alternative to, say, a website like active.com, but also provides links and contact information for local running coaches. So some really good resources that are all in one place, and it's from a reliable source. It's not just one of these kind of random websites that somebody put together out there. You know it's trustworthy when it's from rrca.org. And we will provide that link on the webpage, but it's the Roadrunners Club of America website. That's cool. That's one that I haven't checked out before, so definitely give that a look. Mm -hmm. And Megan, what's your recommend? My recommend are your local parks in your area and you should have a variety of state owned parks and county or if you're in Louisiana maybe parish owned parks right Louisiana has parishes I think yes um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's my geography knowledge and which is why <laughs> well it's bigger th it's better than my geography knowledge because I thought you were talking about churches <laughs> <laughs> Close, close. Okay. Yes. But I have spent the past two weeks running at local parks for free and running on asphalt paved paths, which are better for you than on the road. And I have been able to do it in a safe environment with other people around, 
with generally bathrooms and water available, which are all went out on running on the road for me. Yes, always always a nice benefit to have, water and yeah. bathrooms. Yeah, I was thinking about like, I'm pretty lucky in that I have a lot of different places near me that I can run, whether it's a track or a gravel track or a trail or just running on the road. But I don't have a park that I that has like running paths, so that's something I gotta look for. There has to be one near you. If not, I don't know if I'd ever live in New Hampshire or Maine. <laughs> um, well, there's a there's a park in a nearby city that has an like an asphalt path, but it's short. It's not like it's not even like a quarter of a mile. I think you know it's really it's really small. But yeah, I guess I need to look into um parks more yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I guess it didn't think to me that it would be that different to find them here in Florida we have a lot of local parks through the counties and the state available that have somewhere to run if not a running path they might have a trail mm-hmm. or be available to run it at Katie do you run into the same thing in South Carolina where you are we we have a lot of parks. Um, actually, that's one of my favorite places to run is down at Market Common. They have a place called Valor Park, which that one's just, you know, a city owned. But there are lots of county parks, especially when you get around Charleston. I love to run through those parks because a lot of those are more trail, you know, through urban or not urban areas, but rural areas. So um, actually, I have an app on my phone for the state parks of South Carolina to where you can find an admission times and operating times and, um, you know, a little more information about what that particular park offers as far as amenities. So that is a really good recommend. Oh, that's so cool. So maybe there's a northerner app, a New England app. (laughs) Well, there are, there are like, um apps for finding like trails and stuff um most of them around here because we're in the white mountains are like more um focused toward hikers i guess um i don't really run like on a mountain trail (laughs) because i mean i can't even handle the the little trail down the road from my house that's not on a mountain so i don't know how i would handle that um and I was just thinking maybe you guys have access to more of those those kinds of parks because you guys live in more touristy ar- areas, you know, being in right. Tampa and Myrtle Beach. Uh, I think that's there's a lot of uh, older residents who like to jog, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just a guess. That's true, too. I never thought about, like, I guess the taxes and how much of it goes towards parks here because of the tourist and it being an attraction. For people to come visit, cultural difference. Is, yeah, I guess. yeah. But it's cool that you have place, you know, a, a safe place to run that's not like just on the street. I mean, I have, I have options. You know, I don't feel like I'm missing out by not having a park. But yeah, but that, yeah, that's a, that's a great recommend. Yeah. Yeah, I just now I feel bad almost recommending it because it's <laughs> that privilege of oh I have this so I assume everybody else does too and they may not. I'm sure most people have some kind of park near them. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. This week's Runner Girl from Daily Mile is Stephanie from Los Angeles. And this is regarding a two-mile run that she had. And she says, day 67. And that's day 67 of her running streak. You hadn't noticed it's a theme (laughs) and she says yes i did a double today i had two races in one day my half marathon in the morning and my two mile race at night wasn't sure how i would feel at night but since i walked the last half of the 13.1 i wasn't too sore took a short nap in the afternoon and was up and ready to go for my two miler in the end i placed second in my two miler race so exciting and um the 13.1 that she mentions was the Los Angeles half marathon that she ran with her husband and apparently that was the first race that they ran together the whole time and her husband got um had was having problems with his knee right around mile seven 
I believe, so then they walked the last half, and that totally reminds me of me and Jeff doing our first half marathon together, only oh. I wasn't as compassionate enough to stay with him. <laughs> I just ran off. But, um, but I thought that that was great that she, not only has she run for 67 days straight, but she ran two races in one day, one of them being a half marathon and the other one being a two-mile race. How do you push yourself for a two-mile race after running a half? Yeah, that would be tough. That's crazy. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say congrats to Stephanie. I, I think that that's clearly an awesome day, and good on you for, for keeping up that streak, and I look forward to following her posts and seeing how she how she's able to maintain that. I'm, I'm definitely interested in this streak stuff. So that's it for Runner Girl of the Week. Up next, we have our weekly scavenger hunt. <laughs> As we already mentioned, our list this week is a trick-or-treater, a race bib, a bumper sticker, a jack-o'-lantern, and a rake. And if you would like to participate in our scavenger hunt list, all you have to do is look for one of those items on your runs this week. And you can email your photos to runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, or you can post them to Instagram or Twitter with the hashtags Runner Girls photo or hashtag Runner Girls scavenger hunt. And we will collect all of the scavenger hunt photos and share them on an album on our website. And I promise I have been working on those. I managed to get up several of the past week's scavenger hunt galleries, but I can't get them. To <laughs> I've been having some coding issues and I can't get the pictures to line up properly. So I haven't posted it yet, but I have been working on it. So those are coming soon. Thank you for sharing and keep them coming. And up next, we have feedback. Our first one comes in the form of a post on our Facebook wall from Angie S. And she writes, just listen to your podcast about running with your dog. Great job as always. Here's a pic of me and my Vesla, Lily, running the Sanders Saunters in Lawrence, Kansas last year. The longest Lily has ever ran with me is 20 miles, and she still wanted to chase squirrels at mile 19. <laughs> well, it sounds wow. like that's something common to the breed, because if I remember correctly, they were in about every category um, on that list of running with her dog. Yeah. Yeah, and her dog is super pretty, too. I had no idea, like how pretty Vizslas are, but uh, if you want to see a picture of Angie's dog, just check out our Facebook wall and you'll see that. Our next one comes from Jenny in the form of a post on our Facebook wall, and she says, Hey ladies, just finished listening to the Costume Running Podcast. I've been Wonder Woman a few times now and love it. Megan, check out Groovy Baby Action Gear. She makes armies, think compression sleeves for your arms, with a Wonder Woman theme, and headbands awesome and she's great about coming up with a new one if you have an idea she raw anyone keep it coming i love listening and oh yeah she <laughs> i and looked at these and they're so cool she has hundreds of them and they're different ideas and they look really well made too i'm gonna have to come up with a costume just so i can wear them groovy baby action gear she's got ones like jesse from toy story and there's these cool ones that are Maleficent ones, and they've got wings on them so you can look like a dragon flying because they kind of flap like wings. Awesome. Oh, wow. Look at the, I'm looking at the Buzz Lightyear one right now that looks like the, the toy wings from Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, neat. Oh, I'm going to have to look through these when I have more time. That is a great recommend from Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. I'm going to have so much fun trying to talk Brad into letting me dress up like a maniac again. <laughs> awesome. We also got a comment from Julia on our blog at runnergirlspodcast.com. And Julia says, I was so thrilled to have been chosen as Runner Girl of the Week. I'm still smiling about it. You girls are my running buddies. And yes, I was definitely thinking of Katie's ordeal during my own rough patch. <laughs> Thank you for inspiring me to run my first half marathon. So that's great, Julia. That's the good thing about the running community. You're never in it alone. <laughs> yeah. And everything that you experience, somebody else has already been there and can relate. Yes. Yeah. Been there, done that. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Well, that's it for our show this week. Katie, do you have a quote for us? I do. This week's quote comes from the great Jesse Owens. I always loved running. It was something you could do by yourself and under your own power. You could go in any direction, fast or slow, as you wanted, fighting the wind if you felt like it, seeking out new sights just on the strength of your feet and the courage of your lungs. We've had this one before. Oh, well, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it, uh, uh, Katie, did you do a repeat of your own or Megan, did you have that quote before? I might have had it because I recognized it and I really love the quote, so it might have been me. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, clearly it's in your subconscious. <laughs> yes, that's what it was, Megan. You just put it there for me. I liked it so much I found it again. It's funny because I saw this quote recently again, and I was like, oh, I love that. I'd love to share that on the show. And then I remembered we had done that one. <laughs> so oh. it, it's in my subconscious too, and it's a great one. Um, I, I don't mind repeating it. I think it's it's definitely great motivation. And it, Sorry, I lo- ladies. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I like the imagery of it. You know, fast as slow as you want, fighting the wind, seeking out new sights on the strength of your feet and the courage of your lungs. It's beautiful. Apparently we all think so. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, Megan, you want to close this out? Absolutely. That's it for season... No, that's not it for season three. (laughs) I was going to say season 15, so let's see That's it for episode 15 of season 3. Join us next week when I will be sharing some new race reports. If you have any comments, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast or tweet to us at runnergirlsshow on Twitter. All episodes will be available at runnergirlspodcast.com and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.